Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You uh, spun around like that. <laughs> What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here in the West Loop. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join me with my guys, Big Dave. Bow! BWL Sports in your face. Will the go golly, Will underscore golly. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Our man brags on the controls today. Being uh, surveilled by Sarah. I wonder if he's going to move today. Who? Brags. Like, he, he doesn't move. Like, that's his position that he's sitting there right now. He doesn't do anything. You can't talk to him. You can't ask him to do stuff. Like he's don't just look at me. You see what Don't I mean? talk yeah, to me. It's like that. Don't look at me. Which just makes we, me want to talk to you. Like you tell me that. We so still have yet to use to the throw a hat at him and see what happens. This is true. Test. This is true. We must test this. We should test this out. Will I, he duck or will he just get hit with the hat? He might. He'll just stay there. You think he'll just stay with his hands on take, the controls yeah. and take the hit. You oh, guys man. aren't giving him enough credit. He's quick on his feet. He yeah, but he's not on his feet. He's well, sitting down. It's a figure of speech. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's nimble. He's nimble. He's, he's not getting hit. He's down what? How many pounds are you down, Braggs? About 35. He's down 35 about pounds. 35. So, yeah, he might that's be a little more shifty. on his feet. That's commendable. Might be a little more shifty there, man. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? You sure? New yeah. power returner. All right. I was Bears. showing the Bears guys how I, they don't think I can kick. I, I, I got some karate I, kicks I in I believe me. in them. Like karate kicking? Yeah. I'm team Braggs. I'll, Why were you I'll touch, I'll touch the top of your head with the toe. Man. I don't think you'll get that opportunity. <laughs> I, I am not volunteering for yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, All right. Jesus Go Christ. Ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lawrence, I got here. Let me show you. Lawrence? Nobody get here. You guys ready? Yeah. Say hello to Braggs, everybody. Oh, my Whoa. God. <laughs> Wait, do it again. That? Jesus. Do it again. Kung Fu Brad. That leg got way up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately impressed. Not really. <laughs> not, you're not? No, not really. I do not think your leg could get that high in the air as it just got just now. Yeah, but I was thinking something else in my head when he said karate kick. That wasn't a karate kick. What, did you want like a perfect Swayze roundhouse? Like, no, I just wanted a karate kick. <laughs> that, that's what he said. It. That's what I wanted. That's, it's that simple. It was pretty karate That was just kick-y. a kick. That was a kick. That was just a kick. I mean, he said karate, karate. That's your all I'm expectations for. for random things are wildly high. Interesting. You say you can and do your something. Your expectations for things that mm-hmm. should be high are frustratingly low. So you say you can do something, and then you don't do the thing you said. But my expectations are too high. Okay, I got you. So Ten I, four, Captain. <laughs> got you. 
<laughs> Kevin Durant today was like in a Twitter argument with a bunch of randos. Uh-huh. And at one point he tweeted, hate drives me. Too much love will kill you. <laughs> and I don't think you saw this yet, but I quote tweeted it. Bulls pack every day. Ball sports <laughs> on the CHO Bulls podcast. And you are Pretty making much. my point right Pretty now. Much. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much there. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. There it is. Too much love will he kill you. fueled. Hate does drive you. He is fueled. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Let it flow through the love will kill him. Being loudly hateful about Ooh. Bulls failure is what led me to hear you guys. <laughs> That's a fair point. He wouldn't be here without that fueled hate. That's what got him here right Well, that and some delicious Goose Island that he's sipping on as well. That always helps. That always helps. Um, Anthony in the comments said, Chris Farley, Beverly Hills ninja kick. Dude, <laughs> Farley was impressive and light on his feet for a guy his size. See, I'm not going to say nothing bad about as, Chris Farley. As is Braggs. Bra- I mean, Braggs is not Farley's size. but No, he's not. He's, he's not. a big you're, – you're, you're a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Just generally speaking, you're a big guy. Yeah. It's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Very well done. And they caught up to him a few miles later and slit his throat. <laughs> it was a good one. Um, all right, guys. We got to talk about the latest buzz going around NBA gossip circles, NBA news and rumor circles as we are one day closer to the NBA draft this Thursday night. Bradley Beal has been moved, but no other big moves. I saw a couple of players officially opted in to some player options today. Nothing earth-shattering there. But there was one more interesting report this morning Mm -hmm. from Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. And before we get to the Bulls tidbit, uh, let me just run down for you all, in case you missed it, a few highlights from the way he opened up this column. Mm -hmm. As far as the Blazers and that number three pick is concerned, they said Portland appears unlikely to part with number three unless the Blazers are netting back one of a select number of premium targets to pair with Damian Lillard. According to one source with knowledge of the situation, Portland is preparing what the team believes to be a compelling package for Miami to part with Bam Adebayo. However, Miami loves Bam Adebayo and don't want to get rid of him. So, on through the other pieces they move. They bring up Toronto, the uh, Pascal Siakam, the OG Ananobi. Mm, still not a lot of love there from the Blazers. Then they get to Zach Levine, Bulls all-star guard who flirted with Portland as he reached unrestricted free agency last June, also does not appear to be a legitimate target for the Blazers. So you might ask, well, who the hell are they targeting? If they, if they want to keep the pick, unless they get some awesome star to pair with Dame, they did mention, along with trying to get Bam, Clippers all-star guard, or Clippers all-star Paul George. Hmm. I, I mean... Tomato, tomato. I, I just... I read all of that this morning and was like, God damn it, Blazers, pick a lane. <laughs> it upset And me. I know that that's hypocritical to say <laughs> coming from the mouth of a Bulls fan who's telling his team to pick a freaking lane. Hmm. But... Doesn't make it less true. It's it's like the Blazers want the world mm. in both scenarios, whether it be trading yeah. that pick to get somebody or keeping that pick because yeah. they can't get the world for that pick. It's basically the episode of Seinfeld when Kramer went on a date with his friend and they couldn't decide which girl they wanted. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll say with this girl. No, I want her. I'm okay, fine. I'll get with this one. No, I knew you were going to do that one. That's, that's really what's going on here, man. They haven't made that decision. And they're very vocal about the fact that they haven't made the decision. Dame has said, stated, I want to stay. 
But Damon's also stated, if they don't want me, I'll leave. But I'll go with what he's just recently said, which is, I want to be here. Portland's saying they're not trading the pick. Now they are looking at other people that they might trade the pick for. This is the fun, I guess, Will, of, of your favorite time of the year. Yeah, it's getting to the point where I just can't wait for Thursday. Oh. <laughs> like, we've just heard so much, especially of the Dame saga. And I think at a certain point, they're they're just putting up a bunch of smoke. Like, Dame wants to win. He wants to win in Portland. But if they don't want to win or they want to keep the third pick, then he wants to be out. Right. But they're willing to take offers on the third pick as long as they can get some sort of superstar. But the superstars that they want are from teams that are already really good and don't want to blow it up for a high draft pick. Mm -hmm. So they're probably not going to want to trade their stars. So what? We're stuck. And that's why... We keep on hearing it from every direction because there's not an obvious solution. Right, right. And that's why I'm excited for Thursday because I think they're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. Whether it's no to what. pick the guy at three. And, of course, there could still be trades after that. Yeah. But is it to pick the guy at three or to make that trade? And that's why I actually think the market for the third pick is not as big as we probably expect. It's going to be teams like the Pelicans or uh, the Raptors who are really in on Scoot and have – you know, good players that are going to help the Blazers now but still be young and mm -hmm. give them a real reason to trade that third pick. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the price of the third pick, I think, goes down if Scoot is already off the board at two. That's just me. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you'd, you'd potentially put teams in there that have guys to sell off that are really good but don't necessarily want to compete at a high level. I think the Bulls fall into that category, but as Jake Fisher reported, mm -hmm. Zach Levine is not on the Blazers' radar. And... That's what we've been saying for the last several weeks. I was going to say, that that report from Jake Fisher this morning sounded exactly like what you were explaining on our show yesterday, mm -hmm. which is that Zach is not the the prototype of player that they are looking for. And that's what Hyken was saying back to the Combine when he, he came was. to mm -hmm. join us. So uh, this is not new. I get why like the Bulls are sort of linked to the Blazers in that way. Fisher brought up a good point that Zach had sniffed around joining the Blazers last year when he was a free agent. Um, but it's just not the direction that they want to go. And things could always change, and that's kind of why we hear, like, opposite reports coming out every day um, and even more frequently than that. But it just doesn't seem like the Blazers have gotten what they want to get out of this pick. It seems like they've made it pretty clear at the beginning that they were going to trade the pick by any means necessary. Yeah. And now they're like, well, actually, we might keep it to try to maybe drive <laughs> the price of that pick back up. But... I just give me Thursday at 7 p.m. That's all I need. Yeah. The other interesting wrinkle is that from what I've heard from a lot of places, um, including the latest This League Uncut with Stein and Haynes that I was listening to this morning, like, yeah. people seem to be coming to this mutual agreement that the Hornets have done their homework and they're keeping that pick and they're using it on Brandon Miller. Okay. That's what people are saying all over the place. Okay. Which leads me to believe that that's a smokescreen and that the Hornets are going to say, screw it, we don't care about pairing Lamella with Scoot and maybe that doesn't fit right and it's not ideal, but we like Scoot and we're going to take Scoot yeah. at two. Yeah. And then it's like maybe the Blazers are scrambling at three because they don't love Brandon Miller yeah. and there are way fewer teams calling them, making them you know, pie-in-the-sky offers mm -hmm. because Scoot's already gone. I'm I would sure, not be surprised to see that happen. I'm sure they have, like, loose deals on the table 
for if Scoot is there and for if Brandon Miller is there. And maybe another team swoops in and outbids them. I think that's probably what they're hoping for. But, again, we just won't know until we know who's on the board at three. And even just to add to the point, you're talking about the Haynes uh, Stein podcast. Mm-hmm. Hayes said it again, reiterated again, Dame's intention on that podcast. Right. Does not want to rebuild, wants to win a championship, does not want to groom young guys, wants stars in here to help him win. And nobody is more plugged in on Damian Lillard than Chris Haynes. Right, which is true. Um, that And that's, mm, that's the other part of this that's frustrating and gr- – like, I agree with you, Will. I'm just ready for this draft night to happen and for it to be over so that we at least know what happened and then we can move forward. But um, the the other possibility, the Blazers are just saying, you know what, to hell with it. We like this player who's available at three, whether it be Scoot or Brandon Miller. We're taking this player. Dame, call in your bluff. If you come to us and finally, for real, demand a trade because we wanted this young player well, then we'll cross that bridge. Then it becomes not which team can offer the Blazers the best package for that number three pick, but which team can offer the best package for Damian Lillard. Mm. And I think that's what a lot mm. of teams are waiting on now. Yeah, it's, I think it, what the other thing I've heard is that that's why Miami said, you know what, sons? You go ahead and have Bradley Beal. Yeah, Beal, fine, whatever. We're waiting to see how this Damian Lillard thing shakes out, which again – if Dame demands a trade mm-hmm. and Pat Riley finds a way to get into Miami and that's all how all of this resolves and the Bulls are just sitting there on draft night with their thumbs up their asses and Dame Lillard goes to play with Bam and Jimmy, I'm going to be a real upset, not happy camper. You going to be here for that, Greg? Wouldn't miss it for the world. Okay. Are you talking about Thursday? Yeah. No, nah, I won't be here. Oh, I, wanna, well, I got to work on the other side of my driveway. You're going to miss it. it I, I'll I don't be want here it to happen, spirit. but it's always fun to sit of and watch. Of course it's going to happen. I'll I, I just fun to sit and watch this. If man Dame demands a trade, he's going to Miami. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what Will looks like if that happens as well, because I don't think I've seen him in that situation either. I so, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have to tune in to find out. going to tune in, man. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be pretty interesting to watch. But already, it hasn't even occurred. <laughs> His man's anger level say, is Matt, here. Matt's going to need like it's 10, 10 hats for oh, that dude. night. Like, it's here, bro. Like, <sighs> already. Look at him. He's we're, pre-mad. We're <laughs> only, uh, <laughs> we're, we're like just 15 minutes into today's show, and there are things on our rundown that make me more upset than this. Oh, so shit. Just okay. Brace yourselves. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. I got the best seat ever. <laughs> I was just <laughs> greatest seat of all time. I can't let Will be like just like take the reins as being the most salty one all the time. Why and not? Will has been in a real salty mood lately. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. He's been a salty dog, as you like to say. He's been a salty, <laughs> salty dog. dog. Yeah. Well, it's like all all signs point towards watching the same thing that we watched for 82 games last year, except this time without Patrick Beverly and no draft pick to help them. It's just like you got to do something. Oh. Got to do something. I feel, feel that saltiness <laughs> coming up, creeping up a little bit. Uh, it's creeping. Uh, Sarvesh in the comments yeah, saying that the Blazers lose a lot of leverage if they keep that number three pick and then Dame demands a trade. Uh, the thing is, like, with Dame, he doesn't have a no trade clause. They can no, trade him if they right. wanted. Right. If, if Dame demands a trade. And pout and not play. Like, right. they've done that. He After all play, the years of win. loyalty to Dame, Dame loyalty back to the org, if he demands a trade. 
no trade clause, they can take the best deal yeah. and not worry about whether the, or not that's a team where Dame wants to go. Correct. From the organization standpoint, it's a lot better of a look if you trade somebody who's asked to be traded than if you trade somebody out of the blue. Out of the, right, right, right. Like and, it's a big surprise, correct. And I think that, yeah, like that, that makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. not only in the perception of the deal to the fan base, but also in probably what you can get for that yeah. player. So if they keep this pick, and maybe I should ask this later, but I'm going to ask it now. If they keep this pick, does Dame demand this trade, in your opinion? I don't think so, because I think at the end of the day, he wants to be there. And he's just putting pressure on them to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. I think if they take Brandon Miller, they take Scoot, they get better. Yeah. And they could still trade Anthony Simons. Uh, they could still, you know, maybe they really love Brandon Miller, and then they decide they want to keep him, but they give the Bulls something. They give the Bulls 23rd pick, and now that opens up all their their – future draft picks and they can trade a bunch of those yeah. with Simons for Siakam and then you get best of both worlds yeah for me I've, if I'm taking this pick I don't even consider training Dame until the next year yeah honestly like I don't I know he might want to go and whatever but I'm going to let you grow with this number three pick whether it's Brandon whether it's Scoot I'm going to let you get a year under these guys and then after that if you want to leave and you want to be a trade fine but I'm not going to just immediately turn it over to yeah. that pick and when I still have you on my team and I still got a 30-point score, who they can learn from and grow under. And I think that's, that's where the difficulty is, and I think the Bulls are in a similar spot with Zach, which is just by keeping the guy now does not necessarily mean that he's going to get you more in return down the line. Um, and that's kind of what I've been thinking on the past couple days with Zach is just like it's not going to be easier to make trades next year. Teams aren't going to have as much to move there it's going to be harder for them to aggregate salaries in a lot of cases they just won't be able to do it Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of teams are going to be prevented from being able to trade multiple future first round picks Mm -hmm. like what if zach doesn't play as well what if dame doesn't play as well what if he gets injured dame's contract he's going to be making like over 60 million dollars a year in in the new cba once (laughs) that actually starts to take effect that's going to be a hard salary to move yeah so just because something better could be behind door number two right. doesn't mean there is going to be something better Correct. behind door number two. And as the Bulls front office, as the Blazers front office, as any front office, you have to weigh that and you have to kind of get ahead of these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's let's take our first break here and then we can come back and pick up this conversation because if if we don't believe that the the whole Zach to the Blazers trade is feasible or likely to happen at all, are there other moves later on that the Bulls would even care to try to execute to get a first-round pick of any kind. Um, I also heard Casey Johnson say something interesting on the Bulls talk pod that dropped earlier this morning, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to address that as well. So we will do that coming up after the break. While we are sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs-up button. Mm. It's right underneath the screen there. And make sure, of course, you also hit that subscribe button if you are not already subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Hmm. Big Dave, who do we got first? Uh, I got uh, Baby Joy. Baby Joy? He's at home, actually. Back home? Yeah. He's, he After said, a whirlwind trip. He said, you know, he said, I said, you home? He said, I am a baby. Like, I do need rest. He's got to get sleep occasionally. Yeah, he's got to occasionally get some sleep. Uh, but he says, your yelling is waking him up, Matt, and that's uh, disturbing him, so... My yelling right now? Yeah. Does he have, like, yeah. our show on? Yeah, all well, the time. That, oh, that, Baby Joey always well, got Well, that's show. on him. 
Yeah. If it's nap time, then turn mm-hmm. us off. But usually he's on the road. He's not usually nap time for him. You know, it's his first time nap time. So his body clock is off. Amen. You know what I mean? He's always traveling doing stuff. His body if, clock is off. If Joey, if baby Joey's going to be a big part of my life, he's going to need to learn to deal with the screaming. What's fair t- point? What time is it? Whoa. <laughs> nap, nap time. Whoa. Nap time who? That's what just happened? <laughs> how, the, how the turntables. Oh, my goodness. Well, oh, well, well. All right. <laughs> you guys are like, all right, get him out of here. And clang. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I had no idea where you were I, going I, I with that. I was very low. So that was what like, you did to me last I was like, week. I didn't know if you'd like, the rundown, but we don't have right, a game we, time I'm ad read doing, today. I'm not doing game time. Where's it going? Where's it going? Where's it going? Who, who gave him the power? <laughs> who handed it to him? But hey, just like that, and just like us, we didn't understand. Never understood. <laughs> Never, Never understood, understood. where Neither Braggs was going Ray. with that. No clue. <laughs> And Shady Rays don't understand because they don't never understand, man. Why you got to pay so much money to get those premium polarized shades on your face? Why? They don't understand it, so they did something about it. Independent Sunglasses Company offers world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor and your indoor aventiones. It's not a word. And that's not all. The Matt Peck lost in broken replacements plan. Hat gone, snap. Upset. Hey. I want to see if I can just spook Braggs just a little bit. Just a little bit, man. It was your first. Put a lot of air under it. Yeah, I know. It was your first one. There are expensive cameras in this That's why I don't hold it against you. I understand where your head was at, man. That was your first one. Didn't want to mess up nothing. Just wanted to test the theory. I get it. It'll be all right. He turned his head. He did. He watched it fall. (laughs) He stayed tight on the controls. (laughs) He did not move. He did not move. He did not. You can that back. But, Yes. Lost and broken replacements plan. Hello. That man, Matt Peck. Let's say those glasses are on there when he threw that. Would have broke, would have snapped. He can send them back to Shady Rays and he can get a brand new pair for free. Or let's say you got a style that you got and you saying, this style don't fit me. I'm not feeling it, man. Well, guess what? You can send it back, get you another style. As long as you send it in within 30 days, it is Will Gottlieb's favorite word, free. It's free, damn it. Oh, you ain't got to pick nothing. So, excuse me for the listeners out there. Shady Rays is giving away the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off of two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. And try for yourself. The shades. That are rated five stars for over 250,000 people. Because the Shady Rays, y'all, well, the Rays are oh so damn shady. Today's show also brought to you by Lewis University. Hey, Lewis. Whose students are just like you. They got full-time jobs. Maybe they got families. They're probably also full-time sports fans. Family. We all know the dedication that takes. (laughs) Go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University, located just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. Mm -hmm. It's ranked as one of the U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening courses, online courses, blended formats of your scheduling to help you balance your work life, your family life, your education and your sports fan life. (laughs) Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for adult students. Mm. Maybe you're looking to to complete your bachelor's degree that you always meant to finish but never had the, the right time to. 
Complete your master's degree, enroll in a professional certificate program. Lewis mm -hmm. offers all of this and make sure that they can find the right program for you. Uh, take their data science and computer science departments. Eight-week sessions. You can complete the entire course in one year and pick from a variety of different concentrations within the computer science program. Nice. Software engineering, artificial intelligence, AI. They're coming for us. Cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise, and cloud computing. Where is it? It's up in the cloud. Uh, pick your program. Pick your scheduling. Pick whatever you want at Lewis University to build yourself and those around you a better world. Discover how you can do that and get your degree at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. That's lewis, letter U, dot edu slash you can do this. All night long. Check that website right there on the screen. Thank you, Braggs. All right, guys. So let's play the what if scenario of... Bulls see what the price is for getting the number two pick, number three pick, and say too steep, or can't even get somebody on the other line because they're not interested in what the Bulls might be selling. Okay. At any point past that, do you want the Bulls to be trying to get back into the first round? As far as the overall level of talent, this is, I would say, a good draft class, not a great draft class. Sure. Once you get past those top three, would you agree with that, Will? I would say one, one and two, I would say, are significantly higher than almost any other draft class. Uh, three to ten, I would say, is strong, but not outrageously strong. And then, you know, ten to twenty, ten to thirty is all pretty, pretty much the same. And I think that's pretty standard along other draft classes. So. Uh, certainly the, t the top is really strong, but I think beyond that, it's kind of hit or miss. So Casey Johnson said something on the Bulls Talk pod that dropped this morning that I was listening to. Shout out to that crew. He was on with our guy Jason Goff and Tony Gill. Uh, they do great stuff. Of course, you all know that. Casey said, okay, assume the Bulls are keeping Zach because they don't like any of the offers for him. Mm -hmm. And they re-signed they re Vooch. Mm -hmm. And they... Uh, you know, and, and they don't trade DeMar. They basically run this this back. They might not be even all that inclined to get themselves a, a pick anywhere in the first round of this draft through other means, through other trades, because they might not want a guaranteed rookie-scale contract on their books right now. If the plan is still run it back, improve on the margins while staying under that tax line, because... If it's a first-round draft pick in the NBA and those multi-year contracts, that's guaranteed money on the books that the Bulls can't afford right now. Which I, I heard that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even contemplate that. Yeah. That part of, well, can the Bulls find themselves some way into maybe the middle or back end of the first round mm -hmm. just to add some interesting young talent for us to get excited about? Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, like, the Bulls can't even afford that right now <laughs> if they don't get other money off their books. Yeah, that's tough, man. It's a weird situation for them in. And I think that's a question right back to you, though. Like, knowing that, do you still want them to get in here? Do you still want that to happen? <sighs> well, no. But, I mean, it's what I want is a much bigger picture problem well, yeah, I than what happens yes. on draft night. <laughs> yes, Matt. One thing at a time here. I, I, <laughs> I don't want them to be concerned about a rookie-scale contract screwing up their master plan because it brings them over an imaginary line that we all know Grandpa Jerry doesn't want to cross, refuses to cross. 
I'm sick of all of our conversations having that restriction on it. That's the part that's bullshit at the end of the day. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not. No, you're not. Sorry. Shout out Shirtless One to being outside. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, he looks hot. <laughs> Put on some sunscreen, man. Shout out to him, man. So you don't, you don't want that to occur. Will? Um, I mean, I think that's just a really terrible way to operate, to be honest. Like, why would you not want to add young talent? Why would you not want to try to supplement your present for your future? Mm. To, to basically ignore the future to try to win now with a team that can't win now? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just think that's like an incredibly short-sighted way to operate. Um, I, I also think it tells you a lot about the way that they're going to operate in terms of uh, prioritizing the, the present over the future, in terms of prioritizing veteran minimums over rookie-scale contracts. I mean, rookies, the, the whole deal with rookie-scale tr- contracts is that they're cheap and you have them locked up for four years. Mm-hmm. That's really valuable, mm-hmm. especially in the new CBA, when you're able to retain your own guys. Um, I, I think that would be a massive mistake. And I think, if anything, you find other ways to carve out space for those rookie-scale contracts because they're so valuable. And it also tells you that there's a lack of confidence in their ability to develop young talent, which I think is a much bigger problem. Mm. If you can't trust yourself to be able to develop guys in the mid to late first round, then, I mean, that's one out of three ways you can build your roster that you that you're punting on and that's just not acceptable yeah if it's a way they can get back in the draft i i want them back in the draft damn the contract or whatever that is because find we're tra- another way we're talking like, about winning here don't and overpay somebody else yeah i'm gonna err on the side of winning every single time so if there's an opportunity to do so i'm gonna need them to look at it and da- damn sure consider it if there's a talent that they see now maybe there is a talent they don't see that they're just like, okay, we don't like this guy. We don't feel like anybody here is can do anything for us, present or future. It's a, it's a possibility they feel. You mean that like way. when uh, John and Gar had their end of draft press conference while the draft was happening? Still correct, because they were like, oh, well, we were out of guys on our board that we liked. Correct, correct, correct. You're, say, you're saying you're not with that? Yeah, at all. <laughs> <laughs> not with it then, not with it now, but it, maybe that's what they feel, whatever if, if that. But if there's an opportunity for them to get back in and get someone, I don't want to hear contracts be a reason why that they don't do that. That would be some bullshit. And also, it just tells you even more about how unsustainable the roster is right now when you aren't able to add a rookie-scale contract because you don't have space for that, for a team that won 40 games last year, that's old? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? And, you know, their middle-of-the-first-round pick from last year mm-hmm. got no run as Zero. a rookie. Zero. So, And that's, again, not an excuse. They need to do a better job No, it's not an excuse. It does make you feel queasy about if the Bulls did find some way to trade themselves into the middle or latter stages of, would this, he get an opportunity? of this draft. Right. Would he get an opportunity to get out there? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. That's that's a point. Um, but yeah, you if you have an opportunity to get back in, you get back in. If you don't have to give up, you know, none of your prime guys or premier guys that you don't want to give up, but you can still get back in the draft, you do it. You find a way, you know, if that's what you really want for your team. Whether it's first or second round, I don't even care. 
about the Rams. You can find talent anywhere, obviously. But if that's an opportunity to do it, they should definitely seek it and try to do it, man. I'm, I'm all about winning. And if that's what's going to – if money is the reason that's going to stop you from doing it, man, then I will unleash Matt <laughs> on you I if that's going to be the damn reason because that's a dumbass reason. I just worry that the more you reinvest in this group, and it sounds like that's going to be the case, right? Talking extension with Vooch, DeMar has not been anywhere in trade rumors, and Zach has. That indicates to me a desire to remain competitive in the now. But that also tells me that you're just going to ride this group into the sunset. Meaning, at some point or another, Vooch and Damar are like going to retire. Or yeah. not gonna, they're going to fall off a cliff. They're, they're in their mid-30s. Mm-hmm. So what happens then? The young like talent. If you, but if or they're the not, if they're, team, if they're not getting back in the draft, if they're trading away future draft picks, they're not mm-hmm. going to have young talent. No, no, no. I'm talking about Pat when you say those things. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I just th- I don't think that's good enough. I don't think you can operate that way to like put all your marbles into no, one, I agree. one guy. <laughs> I know I'm not just I'm just saying like I you can't put all your marbles into one guy that hasn't really shown that much in four years mm-hmm, or in mm-hmm. three years. I agree. Uh, shout out to Bulls for Life who threw us a super chat in the comments. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Rocky suggesting, hey, just trade DeRozan to the Lakers for Mo Bamba, Malik Beasley, the number 17 pick. I mean, on the Bulls, I think I'd probably do that. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, shout out Lady Wonder outside too. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Lakers do that. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe the Lakers would do that. I'm not even sure they would do that for Zach, dude. Yeah. Wait. See, that's I'm what saying, I'm wait. Bamba. Bamba Beasley in the number 17 pick. Oh, I thought. They I think would that's a, that up. There was a. Few, I thought there was a future pick in there too. Uh, uh, I don't think I saw a future pick in that. I, I just do don't that. think the market for Zach and Demar is where we would like it. To no. Be. And look, Demar. Here's the weird thing, and you you, you were talking about this a little bit with. Uh, Ricky and uh, and Jay, the cash considerations guys from your episode this past Friday, mm. the fact that Demar Derozan proved a lot of doubters wrong, and not only is earning this current salary he's on for the Bulls, but has maybe even earned himself a pay raise if he can continue playing like this. But oh dear God, are the Bulls? I don't want it to really be here, gonna yeah. be the team that we want paying Demar Derozan that raise. I, I don't I don't know if the Lakers, as much as they would love some sort of DeMar homecoming to L.A. slash teaming him up with LeBron and whatever yeah. cast of characters, Anthony Davis, to try and make another run for a chip. But are they going to want to pay DeMar upwards of $35 million annually on a new contract? If it's any and team. And giving up that kind of value for him in a trade? Any team that would, though, it would be a team like the Lakers. Especially if they feel like this gets them to a championship. There's no amount of money they wouldn't pay. So they would absolutely pay that. They feel like this will move them to a championship and be that thing that takes them over. This was a Western Conference Finals team. Yeah. So they're just looking for one thing to get them over, mm-hmm. you know, the next hump. And if they feel like that's DeMar, they'll pay that money. I also think they're going to be going for other guys before they go for DeMar or Zach. Like, sure, sure. I just – yeah, I don't see any of the, any of the Bulls – available players as being the first option for really any of these teams. And that's why mm-hmm. the Dame thing, the Blazers stuff mm-hmm. at three, I, I'm excited for that to go down because it opens up the rest of the league. That has to be the first domino to fall. Mm, okay. I see that. And not and not just Bill, but actually Dame Lillard being that domino. Not necessarily. If it's trading the third pick or it's trading Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, like they just need – nobody's going to do anything until they know what happens at three. At three, Yeah. 
Tune in Thursday, baby. Uh, Adrian in the comments with a super chat. Thank you, Adrian, saying, Will, are you looking at this in a different perspective? The cap is about to increase, and you need salary filler in a Levine-level player for star trades. Am I looking at this from another perspective? Uh, Can you uh, add in the comments, like, specifically your... You don't have to super chat us again. Just clarify what you're Um... I mean, yes, He's the salary cap is going up, but I think what you, you were talking about the fact that it's going to be harder for lots of teams who might be interested in Zach down the road to execute a trade that works because there are more restrictions inbound. Exactly. So on how those trades the Warriors work. or the Clippers, I mentioned this the other day. Like the Clippers have a bunch of twenty million dollar guys. They have Norman Powell and Eric Gordon, both making twenty. For example, if they wanted to trade for Zach. They are over the second apron, so they wouldn't be able to combine those two salaries to swap Zach in, mm-hmm. which means yeah. there's one fewer team that's going for it all that could feasibly trade, you know, a decent amount for Zach mm-hmm. on the market. So that shrinks the market, which means it's going to be harder for the Bulls to find a buyer. Maybe the, there's less of a bidding war, and it just becomes harder for the Bulls to sell their their guys for parts, which is, I think, what they should be doing. Um. The other thing that's interesting to me uh, from that chat Casey was having with Goff and Tony is that Casey said the following. I'm going to quote him here. And this isn't reporting. This is just speculation on a podcast. But he said, I just can't see them bringing everyone back. I feel like AK's got to have a move up his sleeve. Mm -hmm. Whether it's this week with the draft or as we get into free agency, I just don't see him re-signing everybody and using the margins. Mm -hmm. End quote. And I heard Casey say that, and I was like, I mean, it does make a lot of sense if you take AK at his word. Because his word was, this isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. I will be open to all possible avenues, or however he phrased it, to improve upon this result from this season, which was, plain and simply, not good enough. Yeah. So, bringing all the same pieces back... Mm-hmm. is not good enough. <laughs> so there's got to be some play that hasn't happened that we don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Because if we sit here on draft night on this set and watch team after team make their picks and the Bulls do nothing. What you going to do, man? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be trying not to break this chair in half Hulk style, but... I'm then going to be calling out the people who are in charge of running this organization on their bullshit. But okay, let me let me push back for a second. Not even push back, but just mm-hmm. expand the context. So you said mediocrity is not good enough. Not making the play, not making the playoffs is mm-hmm. not good enough, and that there's no way that because they didn't make the playoffs, they can bring everybody back and expect to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So agree. But the problem is, as we've talked about. They're going to be very close to the luxury tax by bringing everybody back. Mm-hmm. That would just be Vooch, that would be Kobe, and it would be Io. That does not mean Patrick Beverly, who was, right. again, a huge piece of the 14-9 and nine finish to the season that was so encouraging right. that they believed in what they saw. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's say you want to bring all those guys back, which it seems like they do. You can't go into the tax, which it seems like they're not going to be able to, and which history tells us they're not going to. And yet you want to be good. Well, how can you make changes to your roster mm-hmm. to try to improve if you have no money 
you have no draft pick, and you're unwilling to go into the tax. Mm -hmm. And you're unwilling to pay to get a draft pick to help you out mm -hmm. this year. The I only mean, way to do that you're, you're is to make a trade. Yeah. yeah. And guess why they're not going to make a trade? Because the market's not there for the guys that they want to trade. So they're not going to lose a trade on Zach just to make a trade. Mm -hmm. They're not going to lose Vooch for nothing in free agency Correct. because it makes them worse and because they think the optics are bad. Correct. So where does that leave you? It leaves you with DeMar. the best possible way to try to make that run for the eighth seed, mm -hmm. their ambitious goal of getting into the playoffs, mm -hmm. to bring everybody back. That's the only solution. So I understand why it seems crazy that they would run it back, and I think it is, but I also think that's the most likely scenario that helps them get to where they want to go, which is the playoffs, as opposed to trying to trade and take a step back to ultimately take two steps forward. Mm. So I just, I, I get that it sounds crazy, but I also think that's, their hands are tied. And that's the only option. That's the only real option because from, from what we can tell at this point, the most important things are not going into the tax mm -hmm. and trying to remain competitive. So how do you do that? So you guys asked Adrian Shake to follow up on what he meant. And he said, so what I'm saying is that with the new salary cap, increased trades are going to involve matching salaries and you are going to need to have players like Zach Levine who are earning that level of money match. Does that make sense to you? Um, yeah, I mean, you always need to have, uh, you know, a baseline level of, of salary on your own team. What I'm saying is that it's going to be harder for other teams to try to trade for Zach if they're already past mm -hmm. that second apron. And my point is that I think it's going to be less likely that teams are going to try to get Zach because they're already going to be competitive at that second apron. So mm -hmm. if there are fewer teams out there that want or that are able to trade picks for Zach, like the, the Zach's value doesn't necessarily go up just because the salary cap is also going up. It, it means mm. that there are other teams out there who won't be able to make those trades, shrinking the market and making it so fewer teams have to bid on him, mm. which means there won't be a bidding war, which means the price isn't gonna be as high. Mm. Let's take our second break. Um, I'll take a breath and then we'll come back. Um, I want to revisit some things that Artur has said in his season-ending press conference and then compare them to where we are right now and everything that, Will, you just accurately laid out as, as far as where this team is right now. Preach. And then and then we'll see if I don't spontaneously combust by the end of the show. Please do. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't already. We greatly appreciate it, Big Dave. Who's up next? Oh, well, doesn't seem to be up you, but Goose Island. The IPA, is it doing anything for you? I mean, it's it's helping, uh -huh. but this tall boy is not nearly. I'm going to need another. You're going to need another. Well, uh, how many more do you think he needs, Brax? Ah, well, there you go. You got to get you two more of those, man. So you can do that. You can get you that Goose IPA in the tall boy. That is the six-time medal winner mm. at the Great American Beer Fest is what he's sipping on right there. Or you can try that Tropical Beer Hub with the 9.9 .9 IPA. Shout out designated drivers. 312 <laughs> Wheat L, and, of course, the all-time favorite, Full Pocket Pilsner, or as they call it, the Full Pocket Pills. Pills. The everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking, and also what the people who drink what the brewers are drinking are also drinking. 
So grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer and the true taste of Chicago. You like that, Rex? Ah, ah. Well done. Rags has lost the all delay, ability to the speak. The delay. <laughs> we'll be communicating only in goose honks. And only in the goose honks. For the remainder. That's all he's going to do. Just honking. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at ComEd, mm. whose energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve. Help mm. manage energy usage and, th- and lower those energy bills now and into the future. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial and industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across their vast territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Mm-hmm. Now, Braggs, you're probably saying to yourself, well, that sounds great, Peck, but how the heck does it work, right? Right, how does that work, Matt? Brick by brick, baby. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. Then uh, these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. Mm -hmm. If you own a business... One, good for you. Two, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free, that's right, free facility assessment. Free. Go to comment.com slash powering biz. Did you get that website, Honky? Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? That's right, Mr. Honks. I said comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z biz. Schedule your appointment today. Yo, man. <laughs> oh, no. Chill. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God, man. You, you, mm. <laughs> it's the thing I got to explain to you, bro. <laughs> it's all good. That was hilarious. That was absolutely hilarious. That was Are hilarious. You laughing because I called him Hawk. I am, I am laughing at you. <laughs> I didn't mean it like. White boy honky. Well, I know that, but <laughs> still hilarious. I mean, <laughs> still calling the kettle black on that one. Still hilarious there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> call him honky because he's pressing the honk button over there a lot. <laughs> Professor Honks. <laughs> Professor G. Bragg's honking uh, forth the fifth. Oh, that was classic. <laughs> Well, uh, where, where were we? Oh, man. <laughs> what are we uh, talking about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. I wanted to revisit something that. Bulls VP Arturis Karnaschova said in his season-ending press conference on Saturday, April 15th, 2023. Is this going to piss you off? Oh, for sure. Okay. He said in that press conference, at the end of the day, to be a 500 team is not good enough. Right. It's not good enough for this organization. It's not good enough for the fan base. They deserve better. So I'm going to have to look at everything. How can I help this group to do better? We have to move forward. Forward. Get out the way. Forward. Be better. Deserve better. Look at everything. What about running it back? <laughs> Is better forward or looking at everything? 
Which is why when I heard Casey say, like, if AK meant what he said, then the Bulls doing nothing, whether it be leading up to draft, on draft night, or in the free agency part of the offseason, to fix this roster and make it more competitive than it just was failing to make the playoffs, then that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. That's a freaking lie. (laughs) You scared him. I don't want to hear that talk about the fan base deserving better and that we have to move forward and we got to do something about this and then sit here and watch them not do anything about this. Because, yeah, that's going to make me really stinking mad because then that's just hollow words. And what did we eventually get fed up with from the old front office? Hollow freaking words. Yeah. But, gee, you know what? If AK's hands are tied, as Will just described, because, whoa, geez. Can't go above that dangerous cross this and you'll die luxury tax line. God forbid we spend money to make a better team. I, I actually think there's a decent chance they do go into the tax, at least at the beginning of the year. Please, oh, please talk to, to me, Will. Just to spite <laughs> us. But the thing is, they're just going to do it bec- so they can run it back. Like, they're not going to so do go it. So go into the tax so they can run it back with the team. Yeah. Okay. Which seems like a silly way to do it because... If you're going to do it, you may as well, like, go into the tax for the right reasons. Yeah, get in the big um, dogs in here. Give me a point guard, damn it. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, and that's why, like. I'm with you, Bruins. I think, Give me a point I guard. I think the front office has made mistakes. I think they are in a tough spot in large part by their own doing, in large part due to injuries and unfortunate, uh, you know, stuff with Lonzo and, and guys not necessarily working out the way that they would have wanted. Mm. But a lot of it is just, like, it's a really difficult spot to be in. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, trading guys is the only way out. And if there's no market for the guys they want to trade, do they do it for 75 or 80 cents on the dollar? Like, that would be a hard thing to stomach. But, like, is that a better outcome than doing last year again? I don't know. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know. I think there's an argument for it. Sure. I think there's an argument against it. Some days I feel like they should. Some days I feel like they shouldn't. Luckily, I don't have to be the one that makes a decision. Yeah. I just get to yell at it. You get them. to yell at it, right. But, yeah, um, it, yeah it's a really tough spot, and I, I don't envy them. But the fact of the matter is, like, they are in this job, and they have to be able to be the ones that make the tough decisions, yeah. that find a way out of the tough situations. And the fact that they haven't for the last three transaction cycles – is concerning and it feels like value is not getting any higher mm. especially for DeRozan and Vucevic whose value has gone down and down and down which e- with each of these past transaction cycles and I worry that the same is going to happen with Zach he's obviously younger sure. he's obviously their best asset and the money I don't think is as bad as it seems but ju- just because there is a door to doesn't mean that there's going to be something better behind it. That's a bar right there, ladies and gentlemen. Just because there's a door too doesn't mean there's something better behind it. Damn. <laughs> it's so a boat's hard. a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. <laughs> it could even be a boat. Um, we'll take the box. <laughs> we'll take the box. Look, the, uh, the, the, the fact that AK said that the whole blow it up concept, the rebuild concept, is not on their minds. Quote, not on their minds. That's what he said. Yeah. Because that could hypothetically, as you were explaining, will be a path forward blowing it up slash rebuild whichever one you want to call it is a path forward that theoretically could make some sense here if that's not on their minds Mm -hmm. then what is the path forward 
If it's not making some kind of big aggressive move on draft night to get yourself one of those top two pick, uh, t- top picks two or three to completely shift gears and go in a different forward direction, then what is the forward move? Because I'm sorry, but signing Vooch to a new deal mm-hmm. and signing Kobe to a new deal and rolling Kobe White out there as your starter at the beginning of training camp, at the point guard position, while we sadly sit Lonzo Ball sit on a shelf, none of that to me says better forward new direction. None of that says we understand the mediocre is not good enough. Five hundred is not good enough. It's not good enough for us. It's not good enough for our fans. So here's what we're going to do about that. That is more the same. That is bullshit. <laughs> But you know who's fine with mediocrity and more of the same mediocrity and bullshit? People who own this damn team. So even if AK wants to do something about it, I'm sorry. We know that they are perfectly fine to avoid the luxury tax and have a profitable product that is just good enough to never win the lottery, but not good enough to actually do anything. Mm. The man is on the record saying, I think for the most part, if your team is in that hunt late in the season, then they're happy. For the most part, they're happy. Mediocre. Second round of the playoffs. Happy. Make our money. Cash our checks. Money. Everybody wins, right? Well, except the fans who actually want real winning, who want to feel what Dumber Nuggets fans just felt. We haven't felt since 1990 freaking eight. I'm sorry, to say as the VP of the team, we don't accept me, me, mediocrity, knowing full well that his boss does, drives me goddamn crazy. Mm. Bars are being spit. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Just sitting here listening, man. This is my favorite fucking show right here. This is good. Your turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I think, you know, I was looking at um, my friend Wes Goldberg's Twitter thread today. He That's covers the heat. And... Um, I'll see if I can find the exact one, but he basically tweeted a quote from Pat Riley that said, running it back, yes. Doing something that can take you to the next step, yes. And I feel like that's kind of, the the second piece of that was not a part of AK's last press conference. He's gonna be speaking um, after the draft on Thursday, so mm-hmm. we'll get more from him then. Sure. But again, it's just, it's a tough spot and I don't know Again, these guys can figure it out much better than I can. They also have to weigh the risks a lot more than I do. But to me, it just doesn't seem like there's a way out other than a big trade. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good trade options, trade partners out there. So I just don't know what to do. And you kind of have to feel for them in that sense. Like there isn't an easy solution, but they have to find one. That's the job. That's the job. Do you feel for them, Matt? Do I feel for who? AK, and everything in this position? Yes, if what I fear is happening is true, which is that they have, you know, they're trying to operate with one hand tied behind their back because all of our conversations as people wondering what the Bulls are going to do this offseason include the asterisk, can't go over that luxury tax line. And that's, that's not AK, you know, that's not his purview. He was even asked about the whole, well, we... I think it was Casey who asked him the question saying, we all know the history of this team. We all know the track record of this ownership group. They have gone above that luxury tax line once in their history of years owning this team. 
And Michael, who most people agree, common knowledge at this point, is actually calling the shots. Jerry's focused on the White Sox these days. Thanks. Focused on the White Sox. Um, said, if it's a championship caliber team, then yeah, we'll pay the tax. They did say, yeah. Which is a exactly complete BS answer. Yeah. How do you get to proving you're a championship caliber team or anything close to it while still operating like a nickel and dime mom and pop shop? Because you can't do both of those things at the same time. So, yes, if that's something that is getting in AK's way right now, if he has bigger and more grandiose plans, we know that AK likes to be aggressive with his moves. We've seen it. But he used the few moves that he had when he arrived, and he's out of money. Can't go above that. Can't go above that. So, yeah, I feel for him. Yeah. I I don't think AK is an idiot the way that some Bulls fans think he's an idiot. Right. I think he made a couple of moves. Some of them worked. Couple of them backfired, and now he's stuck. Yeah, the fact that he's stuck is not entirely on him, because he keeps hitting his head on that ceiling because he can't go above that luxury tax. Yeah, it's a messed up position to be in, man. It really is. Damn, this has been great, <laughs> but yeah, it really is. Like, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If, I just think that like the ultimate end all be all is that they want to be as competitive as possible without sure. going the tax. So sure. if that's the case, then I think running it back is the most likely scenario. Mm. And cause I think that accomplishes the most of their goals. It does. And it makes this man even more sad <laughs> and upset. But even with the case of running it back, are there still pieces they can add to that? Would they run it I back? Mean, that's I'm not saying it's going to take them over the hump or anything like that. Sure. And I, I think that's where, you know, the the offseason signings and re-signings, I should say, of Vooch and Kobe in particular really matter. You do have to get good deals on these guys. And, you know, you have to wonder what the market is for Vooch out there. What other teams would be interested? Who is going to be offering him more than the mid-level exception? And if there's nobody, why are <laughs> and, you giving him and why is $10 million dollars over that giving him 20? there's no one else competing there? True. Not to say Vooch doesn't like, deserve teams, yeah. a, a good contract, but like if I'm the Bulls organization right. and I know I need to add help somewhere, that's like that's where the money has to come from. Right. It's like they're they're crunching the numbers. Like you gotta carve out some money somewhere. I think that's where you do it. Um or maybe you do pull off a sign and trade. Or maybe you like pull off a sign and trade for Kobe and they end up doing a situation similar to Lowry, where, you know, maybe you get a, a future draft pick and a player who you hope can be a contributor. Um, it seems like based on, you know, the idea of what KC said that they don't want to have like money on their cap sheet. That's non-contributors. Maybe they trade Dale and Terry. Mm -hmm. Maybe they trade Kobe. They do a sign and trade for Kobe. I mean, there are options. Um, but I think in their situation right now, like the, the valuable guys on, on the team, in terms of contracts are like Caruso, Kobe, Patrick, who are the ones that aren't making a ton of money. Right. And you can kind of fit those guys around your your big contracts. The problem is you can't afford to have as many big contracts, especially with Zach now making, you know, $22 million more than he was two mm -hmm. years ago with Damar making $28 million and up for an extension where he's presumably going to be making even more. You can't afford to put all these pieces together without going to the tax. So it's it's got to be one or the other. If you go into the tax, that allows you to use the mid-level exception. You can bring somebody in that way. I think that could be a really viable solution. If you do want to remain competitive and stick with this core, if you can find a player for $12.5 million that can really help you, great. 
But if you're not going to go into the tax, then you need to carve out money elsewhere. And that's likely going to come out of Kobe and Vooch's pocket, mm -hmm. unfortunately for them. Mm. On the hypothetical of trading Dalen, we've got another believer in the comments like you, Dave. What's that? Rocky Rosado said, no, Dalen Terry, a future triple-double type guy. Stupid not to give him more burn. Okay, I didn't say all that. Uh, but, yeah, he should I get more burn. General so. Dalen Terry believers. <laughs> yeah. That's some of the most optimistic Dalen Terry belief I've Stick ever seen. Stick with it, Rocco. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm for Dalen Terry for sure, man. The other thing is, Without like, a doubt. they could just try to find a way to bring in a bunch of veteran minimum shooters on the back end of the roster and hope that that helps the core coalesce in a way that they weren't able to with guys like Javante and Io and Dalen Terry and Derek Jones and all these guys that just can't shoot and cramp the floor and make life difficult. Yeah. Like, they, they cannot bring the same 15 guys back. No, that's not, not possible. All. Not so if you want to keep the guys at the top, then you got to change the guys at the bottom. For if sure. you want to move the guys at the top, then you have a little bit more flexibility to like mm -hmm. actually make some meaningful changes, yeah. even if it makes you a little bit worse in the meantime. But like I've been saying, the top of the East is not going anywhere. You've got your Celtics, you've got your Bucks, Philly, Heat, and you've got uh, the Cavs are coming, the Knicks are coming, the Hawks were better than the Bulls last year. Um, and then you've got your Raptors and Nets. Who knows what direction they go, but they were super competitive. And then you've got your young teams, your Pistons, Pacers, mm. Hornets, um, Magic, all teams that played well at times and are adding high-level rookies mm -hmm. to their teams this year. It's not getting easier. So you either have to find a way to keep getting better, or you have to look at the East and say, there's one team that's going down now. It's mm. the Wizards. They just traded their best player. Maybe we should go towards the bottom two. I'm not sure what the answer is. These are just all of the factors that they have to be evaluating. Again, I have my opinions. My opinions matter from the standpoint of like, I don't have to worry about the real risks mm. of the organization. They've gone through a really tough rebuild before. Zach was a part of it. They lost a lot of money at the gate. They weren't able to sell, you know, as much merch as you guys have talked about. Like it's, it's not easy to go through that long prolonged stretch of losing, but it's also not easy to be in the situation they're in now. So they, they have a lot to balance. Um, I don't know. I don't know all the details that go into these decisions, but it's, it's a tough one. Well, um, regardless of what happens, even if what happens is the Bulls sit there and watch the other 29 teams collectively make 58 picks and the Bulls not doing anything, mm -hmm. we will hear from AK at the end of draft night on Thursday, correct? Correct. So, we'll our next opportunity yeah. for... And I'll say this yeah. too, like, the last thing, just because they may not make a move on draft night does not necessarily mean the roster stays the same. Um, I think bigger dominoes than Zach will fall, and maybe Zach is a domino that does fall at some point, but he's not going to be the first one. I think whatever happens with Damian Lillard or some of these other big names, even if, you know, the Blazers don't trade number three, stuff's going to happen. And then beyond that, like, they've really hung their hat on sign-in trades mm -hmm. and being able to pull stuff off without, you know, while staying over the, the cap. So maybe something like that happens. Maybe it's a sign-in trade with Kobe or Vooch. Who knows? It's just it's not necessarily over at the draft. 
We'll find out. Uh, we are out of time for today. We will be back in studio tomorrow for another 4 o'clock show. The penultimate day of draft <laughs> news, rumors, trade gossip leading up to draft night on Thursday. Hit the like on your Eve. way out. Christmas yeah. Eve. 250 people are watching this show, watching Matt lose his shit today. Hit the <laughs> like button on your way out. This was a fantastic one by the game. Hand us a like. <laughs> it will help my mental health a little bit. Mm. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the meantime, before tomorrow's show, you can always follow Will on Twitter at Will underscore Golly. Big Dave is at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. I am at Bulls underscore Pack. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and appreciation to our production crew today. Braggs mm. and Sarah keeping the close eye. Um, one more for good measure. Anthony, I saw that question. I'm starting with a case, and we'll go from there. Get the stomach <laughs> pump ready. Uh, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Appreciate you tuning in. Hit the like. Subscribe to CSGO Sports on YouTube. See you right. Be good, Bulls Nation.